Over the hill and through the woods, to long lines and delayed flights we go. Thanksgiving travel, notoriously bad here in the United States, and this year, this week, no different. Options? Get started early or leave days in advance. Prepare for crowded train stations, rental car locations, as America's most traveled holiday is just coming up in a few days. Airports are fully open, and they're going to be packed as well. Some already are. 25 million seats have already been sold for Thanksgiving Day and day after. Plan for at least twice as long to get anywhere or do anything. More expensive as well. Inflation does not slow down even for the day of giving thanks. We have a lot to be grateful for. Christ is risen. Christ is coming again. Our King lives. And better yet, He walks with us day by day. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're beginning a new series today called The Faith of John Bunyan. I hope you've heard his name before. John Bunyan wrote the classic Christian novel called Pilgrim's Progress. He was a well-known pastor, a Baptist in England, a dissenter during the 1600s, and he greatly desired to see people love and follow his Savior. He himself had struggled at times with his accepting that God loved him, and in Pilgrim's Progress was reassuring himself and others that God really can't forgive and love sinners. I think in the Pilgrim's Progress, he's wrestling with this issue, and he wants to give some assurance to people who have truly come to faith in Jesus. So I think his his own struggles shaped that. That's Dr. Peter Morton. He's the principal of Spurgeon's College in London, who's studied the life of John Bunyan. He'll be with us in just a moment to share more about this humble yet prolific preacher who was a tinker by trade, but a preacher by calling. Well, it was wonderful to hear again from so many people last week who ordered the box set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. Many of you said you've always wanted to read Pilgrim's Progress, but just never got around to it. And others shared how you couldn't wait to share it with the children in your lives. So whether you're young or mature in age, these beautifully illustrated storybooks will help the story come alive in your mind and will inspire your soul. And when you hold the cloth-covered hardback book with gold-foiled stamped lettering in your hand, you know it's a book that's a quality treasure. And I really like how the set of two books comes in a slipcase to keep both books together and to treasure even more. And so for your minimum gift to this listener-supported ministry— I want to send you Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Parts 1 and 2. Just call us in a little bit after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online. Look at a sample from the books, those illustrations. Watch the videos shot in the footsteps of Bunyan around Bedford, England, and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And don't forget, order now, shipping is free. 
And if you'd like us to send one of the sets you get to someone you love for Christmas, just give us their name and address, send us a little note too, and we can save you a trip to the post office. Now let's open the program with Derek Johnson, Power of the Cross. We all stand amazed in awe of amazing grace. The divide has been erased, we thank you. Oh, sin is washed away. You alone have saved the day. We are forever changed, we thank you.
As I walked through the wilderness of this world, I found a quiet place to sleep. As I slept, I dreamed a dream. In my dream, I saw a boy named Christian dressed in dirty old clothes. He had a book in his hand and a great burden on his back. He was crying to himself, Oh, what can I do to be saved? At home, Christian told his family, This burden on my back grows bigger every day, and this book says our city will be burned with fire from heaven. If we don't find a way to escape, we'll surely die. But no one believed him. Those are the opening words of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, Book One, adapted from John Bunyan's classic Pilgrim's Progress. And just before that, we heard Power of the Cross from Derek Johnson. You're listening to Haven Today and a program called The Faith of John Bunyan. In a few minutes, we're going to hear the answer to Christian's cry for help. But first, I want us to go to London. I want us to meet up with the acting principal of Spurgeon's College. Yes, this school should sound familiar to your ears because it's the college Charles Spurgeon started over 150 years ago to train pastors for ministry. And Spurgeon himself was greatly influenced by John Bunyan. So, Dr. Peter Morden, welcome to Haven Today. Thank you so much, Charles. It's a great privilege, and I'm really happy to be with you. Do you mind just giving us a brief overview? You're a Bunyan scholar yourself. You've written two books on him. Uh, Who was he? And why do you think he's still loved today? Well, he was a 17th century English Christian, very poor background and beginnings. He went through all sorts of trials in his early life. And he lived at a time where there was persecution of Baptist and other nonconformist Christians in England. He was imprisoned a couple of times but he became a great preacher and, more importantly, a great writer. So the books that he wrote, most obviously The Pilgrim's Progress, were read in his own day and then went uh, around the world and were translated. And so this very simple man, very humble beginnings, became a global figure in Christian circles. Hmm. You know, Bunyan wrote that first-hand account of his conversion, uh, grace abounding to the chief of sinners. But it seems like some of what Bunyan went through shows up in Pilgrim's Progress. Is, is that right? And what can we learn today from that journey of faith that's in that allegory? Charles, I think it is right. I think that his own experiences and his own struggles with assurance of salvation feed through into the Pilgrim's Progress. Bunyan really did struggle just to really grasp that God loved him. He didn't doubt Mm. the gospel, but it was God's love for him that he struggled with. And I think in the Pilgrim's Progress, he's wrestling with this issue and he wants to give some assurance to people who have truly come to faith in Jesus that, yes, they really are saved. Yes, they can trust that they belong to Jesus and they can have this assurance. So I think his his own struggles shaped that. And 
he was keen, I think, firstly, that people didn't have false assurance, and that's very important. Mm -hmm. Yes. But also, I think that he, he wanted people who really, really believed in Jesus and who were of sensitive temperaments to know, yes, I, I do belong. I am a child of God and I can go on to serve God with confidence because of the gospel. Peter, uh, why do you think Pilgrim's Progress, even today, nearly 350 years later, uh, is still so popular? Charles is an incredibly popular book and I think there's a range of things that are just so exciting and interesting. I think there's something about the idea of journey, the Christian life as a journey going from the city of destruction to the celestial city with all the twists and turns that happen along the way. And I think today people really connect with that idea of life as a journey. I think the characters are very real, very vivid, very beautifully drawn. And Bunyan writes as a pastor. And one of the amazing things is his sensitivity to people, to their struggles, to their issues. And he's alongside them as a pastor. So it's a whole range of things that really feed into this. And it's amazing that the books that I've written on Bunyan, I've written a biography of him and I've written a book on the Pilgrim's Progress itself together with a friend. And some of the feedback that I've got back from all around the world really has been amazing. And there's something here that resonates with people of different cultures and living in you know, different places, but there's something here that is universal. Let me ask you one last question, and let me put you out on a ledge here. If Bunyan were alive today, if Bunyan was in the church I will be in next weekend hearing uh, the Word of God preached, what is the message that you think John Bunyan would be preaching if he were in the pulpit of my church this next weekend? I think Bunyan would want to say something about the gospel, and he would want to encourage people to make that personal commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord, and he would want them to live that out in their day-to-day -day lives. And of course, that commitment touches everything. It touches politics. It touches the respect that we have for one another. It impacts every area of life. But I think he would want to say, if you miss the personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, if you miss that personal commitment to Jesus, and then you've missed everything and everything else is sound and fury. So get that right, and that's the most important thing. Dr. Peter Morden, acting principal at Spurgeon's College in London. Thanks just so much for sharing with us as a scholar of John Bunyan here on Haven Today. Charles, you're very welcome. Thank you. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and you're listening to a program called The Faith of John Bunyan. And a special thanks once again to Dr. Peter Morden at Spurgeon's College in London for joining me on the program. If you miss Jesus, you've missed everything. How true those statements are. 
As we heard Dr. Morton explain a moment ago, Bunyan's life of faith bleeds over into his book Pilgrim's Progress over and over again. Bunyan was a man who had a burden on his back, a burden of guilt and shame for his sin because he was missing Jesus. He was missing everything, but he found freedom and he found it at the foot of the cross. If you are truly a Christian, you felt the weight of that burden and you know that it can only be removed by your Savior. As Jesus said in John eight thirty six. so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Do you know that freedom? Or do you still feel the weight of that burden on your back? Bunyan's classic work, Pilgrim's Progress, points us to Jesus. We need to hear that every day. We need to be reminded over and over again that salvation comes from Jesus and no one else. I want us to go to another scene from Pilgrim's Progress. It's a beautiful moment when the main character, Christian, finally has his burden of sin removed by his Savior. Earlier, we heard Christian cry out, What shall I do? And a man named Evangelist showed him the way. Christian ran, longing to make it to the place of deliverance. On both sides of the path were great high walls called salvation. His legs were sore, and his body ached under his burden. He was determined to be free from it at last. He ran until he reached a hill, where he saw a large wooden cross. His book told him that the king's son had died on this cross, so that little pilgrims could be freed from their burdens. Christian's eyes filled with tears. He thought how much it must have hurt the king to send his only son to die, and how much pain the son must have endured while dying. Christian stood in wonder. I lived my whole life in the city of destruction. I continually disobeyed the king. I never once thanked him or showed him any love. I'm a poor little pilgrim in filthy clothes. Why would he do this for me? As he drew nearer to the cross, the straps on his shoulders snapped, and the huge load fell off his back. It rolled down the hill, picking up greater speed, until it fell into a large pit, never to be seen again. Christian beamed with joy. He was finally free. His heart was full of love for the king's son. He died so I can live. He was broken so I could be made whole. He endured the worst to give me the best. Christian sang a new song. I came to the cross with the burden of sin, for none could remove all the guilt held within. What a wonderful day, I've been covered by grace, for the king sent his son to die in my place. At the cross I am free, here my burden's released, here my shame has been thrown in a bottomless sea. My life flows on in endless song Above first lamentation I hear the sweet though far off hymn That hails a new creation Through all the tumult and the strife I hear that music 
music ringing, it finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round? Songs in the night he giveth. No storm can shake my inmost calm. What to that refuge clinging? Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, I cannot keep from singing. I lift my eyes. The cloud grows thin. I see the blue above it. And day by day, this pathway smooths. Since first I learned to love it, the peace of Christ makes fresh my heart. I find. Springing, all things are mine since I am His. How can I keep from singing? The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart. I found in ever springing, all things are mine since I am His. How can I keep from singing? With words written by an American Baptist minister in the mid 19th century, that was Keith and Kristen Getty singing, How Can I Keep from Singing? I can almost hear John Bunyan singing that song himself. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. The program's called The Faith of John Bunyan. As I said, when we started our time together, I was really blessed to hear from so many of you the past couple of weeks who've ordered a boxed set or multiple boxed sets of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey with both volumes one and two in it. I really wish... I would have had Tyler Van Haltren's adaptation of both volumes one and two to share with my children. But guess what? It's going to my grandchildren this Christmas. <laughs> I really appreciate what Tyler has done, helping everyone who reads it, young and old alike, further rely on God's divine help in the trials and joys we face in our lives today. So I want to send you this cloth-covered 
hardback, gold-gilded, lettered, boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey storybooks. For your minimum gift or more to this listener-supported ministry. And by ordering today, we'll include a free coupon to download the audio versions for both books. Just call us right now. And the number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, see the illustrations from both parts one and two, watch the video we shot in Bunyan's backyard in England, but then make your gift. Tell us how many sets you want at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And let me quickly say we can get this directly to someone for Christmas. Just send us your generous gift, send us their name, send us a little note, and of course their address, and we'll cover the cost of shipping, and we'll send it directly to someone that you want to get it before Christmas. And if you received the first volume from us last year and you just only want to get book two, we'll mention that when you call or when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Holiness, it's something we talk a lot about, but how many of us can define it? If we consult a dictionary, we don't get a lot of help. The dictionary tells us it means set apart, but set apart as what? And for what? Original languages will tell us the word has something to do with sanctity. The temple is holy, the people holy, God holy. But Exodus 3 gives us a story that tells more about holiness than our word studies can. Moses, walking along the way, saw that burning bush. He stopped. Take off your shoes, the Lord said. You are on holy ground. Wherever the Lord is, that place is holy. Good news. Christ dwells in us by the Spirit. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com